BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. What's up, player? Do-do-do-do-do-do. Call the cops. There's a plant singing. That's the name of the van, you freak. Oh, she like Mr. Bean? Mrs. Burrito. I find you so asexual. Use it, use it. Don't me, Frankenstein. Bad tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello everybody indeed yes welcome to the program episode 2710 the 27th episode is uh, coming up in about 17 episodes in fact not, it won't exist we only do 25 or 26 per season uh 27 is the season number and uh this is the 10th episode of that season the decade this is the decade episode of the 27th season seasons change we learned that from expose uh good morning that's what we wanted right me just (laughs) coughing up my face into a microphone sure uh welcome to the program guys A, a windy blustery los angeles day out there i did see some Images on Facebook about uh, some of my uh, family and friends back in Chicago. They woke up to a, a light dusting of snow on their lawns and, and cars and such. And boy, am I glad that I don't live there anymore. Um, so uh, I'll take this wind any day, man. This is a Winnie the Pooh day. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get my head stuck in a tree and <laughs> also uh, maybe put some honey into my tea and then uh, hang around with a kid named Christopher Robin and wonder what the fuck. Why can't he find real friends? That's what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. That was my takeaway from Winnie the Pooh. Sad. Right? Why is that guy hanging out with Piglet and, and, and bears? Go find a human being, you fucking weirdo. Who are you, Dr. Doolittle? It, can I speak for... Uh, I'll speak for the rural... Let me just say this. Accent on the wrong syllable for... Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Dr. Dunun. Uh I grew up uh, in the middle of nowhere, and uh, there were no children, no other kids my age within uh, probably 20 miles of my house. Uh, and that's I, that's what I always assumed Christopher Robin's issue was is that uh, he's just he's a he's a country boy he doesn't know uh, doesn't have any uh, peers nearby 
It's got to use uh, his imagination. Let me backtrack what I just said, Matt Bell. Based on what you just said and also thinking it through, uh, who wouldn't want to be friends with a talking bear? What a ridiculous <laughs> statement that I made earlier. Of course, if a bear came into my home with his head stuck into a honey pot and said, hey, a little help, I'm going to be friends with that guy for life. I'm going to hang out with him. You don't think I want to hang out with Paddington every goddamn day I'm, uh, I'm awake? Yeah, he's the best. You know what I mean? You, the guy who flows the bathtubs and we go surfing. I'm in. In fact, Paddington kind of makes Winnie the Pooh look like a piece of shit by comparison. I mean, nobody. No, there's no question. I don't want to hang out with Winnie the Pooh after I see Paddington and how fun he is. Matt, let's rank. And by the way, this could be season three of Jimmy's Records Tapes where we rank bears on a regular basis. <laughs> All right. You got Paddington. If you're talking bears, you got to go number one. You got to go Paddington. Yeah. Uh, Winnie the Pooh's in there somewhere. Yogi is in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, who else you got? You got the guys over there at... Uh, uh disneyland right the bearsville band whatever the hell that is is that disneyland <laughs> uh well they, they, they've been removed the bears? haven't they been removed from the splash mountain for uh, are they removed why because they're hillbillies or something offensive well they, they removed they're, they're re-theming splash mountain uh because it was all based on song of the south Right. Uh, and I think those were bears those bears were, in Song of the South. Well, those bears are in that ride somewhere. I don't know mm. if they is were Br- Briar Bear or something. Isn't that? Oh, yeah. maybe that Br- is. Yeah, it, yeah, Briar Bear. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the Baron, the Baron or whatever they're called. Oh well, then 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 you get into a whole multi uh, multi multiverse issue that no one wants to yeah. get into anymore. I, I certainly don't. I yeah. don't want to Mandela that thing. So let's get those guys completely uh, out of the story. They're not in my top five anyway. They're not in my top five for talking bears. They're not even going to be close. Now well, you maybe Smokey. Smokey's in there because he cares about safety and the environment. Yeah. Only you. I think, I don't know if he would be my number one bear, but probably the coolest bear I can think of is Sugar Bear. Uh, that guy was very smooth. I he did, skateboarded, uh, didn't he? He did all sorts of things over the years. I, I think originally the concept was that he was a pimp, but uh, but he you did. pimp out cereal? <laughs> yeah, the guy from the, the cereal. He, he, right. If you watch the early ones, he's just, he's he's definitely a pimp, but then later he was kind of skateboarding and doing more children's oriented activities i think i i will say this that i uh, i'm not suggesting because i've i've said this way too many times over the years that it's quote unquote the funniest thing you've ever said in 15 years but i will say the my favorite thing you've ever said maybe is in response to elliot asking if he skateboarded he's done many things over the years <laughs> as if we're having a real conversation about a guy that's taken up many hobbies that's, and that was a very sugar bears many activities yeah, i hate i hate to take it to this but uh, i think we're in, hopefully we're in the home stretch of this guy being on our minds uh, it was a very Donald Trump way to respond. He's done all sorts of things over the years. Like it was just a very <laughs> blustery, va- vague statement about Sugar Bear. Uh, very strongly, very strongly looking at Sugar Bear. We're, there's a lot of talk <laughs> about Sugar Bear. Uh, by the way, if you if you need, and again, this is the last. This is our last free episode that goes out before the election. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you watch that 60 Minutes thing last night, uh, we're recording on Monday here. If you watch that, or just in general, if you see that five people from Pence's uh, office uh, have COVID and they're still all going around campaigning, not giving a shit. If you need any more clue that they don't care about you, you're stupid. You're dumb. And at a time where we should be maybe even to use Garen's fright techniques and, and live in a uh, scared and, and, and put my uh, head in the sand like an ostrich because I'm scared of the world. Um, uh, if there's At a time where we may be lock, we should be locking down maybe again in this country, in many places, for them to be out gallivanting is so ignorant and so irresponsible. And if you still back those people, I'm not kidding anymore. I'm begging you. Go out to your car and start it up and suck on that muffler. Let's go. End it. 
I hear it will end COVID for you. That actually oh, is sure. one of the proposed cures: <laughs> sucking mufflers. Look, if I look, if I said if Donald Trump was at one of my comedy shows, he would have heard that and goes, uh, "They're very strongly talking about now muffler sucking." <laughs> Many people are saying the muffler sucking is working. To think, imagine thinking that guy, that guy's your hero. You find him strong, and a woman asked him questions, and he and he walks out like a fucking infant who can't handle being you know, questioned. What a Mm-hmm. Zero that guy is, but then be like, oh, Trump there is, but man, oh, fuck. Oh, here, here go. Oh, I got so many things to say. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you stopped short of that. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, I voted over the weekend. I went. And, uh, mm. I went to the uh, forum. It used to be called the Great Western Forum here in Los Angeles, where the uh, Lakers used to play back in the day. Right now, the Clippers play there, if I'm not mistaken. Nope. Uh, no, where do the Clippers play now? They also play in the Staples Center. They, they sh- still do. They, they still share it. They huh? share it. Uh, there was maybe some proposal of building an, a new place adjacent because now the SoFi Stadium is is in that Inglewood uh, across the street from the Forum. There was maybe talk of them going back. The, the Clippers going to the Forum. They were never in the Forum in the first place. But maybe, no, they were at the, what, the Coliseum. What was that called? The, yeah, the the Los Angeles. What was it called? The Los, it was like the Los Angeles Sports Arena. It had some like generic. Yeah, yeah it was not the, oh, the Sports Arena. It was like but it next was very door much to like the Coliseum. A, it was like a high school gym. It was like a giant yeah. version of a high school gym. It wasn't uh, no bells and whistles like yeah. the many stadiums. It was very very fitting for uh, Donald Sterling, who used to own the Clippers and was just incredibly cheap and uh, did everything he could to run that team into the ground. <laughs> Uh, before uh, speaking, he was, was of taken racist. away from him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be- before it was forcibly taken away from him for being a, a, a horrible human being. Um, uh, so I went to the forum, voted. Yeah. Um, uh, day one of early voting here in Los Angeles. Uh, and uh, easy peasy, man. It was um, very well run. The staff was terrific, all masked and, and shielded up. And uh, somebody would vote. And the, literally that person was not one step away from the voting booth. And somebody was in there wiping it all down. Um, so it was I felt safe and comfortable the entire time. What, Matt? It was touch screens. It was the touch screen. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, and they provided gloves. If you wanted gloves, mm-hmm. they would provide gloves. They provided, you know, they provided masks as well. But I mean, I don't, you really couldn't get where the masks were. You, I don't know how anybody would get that far without already having been told, Hey, where's your mask? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, although maybe they offered it in the front too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, my, my understanding, by the way, is that the state of California has begrudgingly said that, uh, if you, don't want to wear a mask you don't have to but there's like another space like like they wouldn't be in your line but there's a spot there must have been a spot somewhere in the forum where if somebody didn't want to wear a mask they could wow because well, you cannot prevent somebody from voting like that would be a poll tax essentially. right yeah yeah oh that's interesting uh well i didn't say any of that everybody was uh, masked up everybody have felt great six feet apart uh it went well and i'll tell you and look I, i've said this and i'm gonna say this with the uh just to press that damn Trump. Just felt good. Because <laughs> you, well, you press it when you say no, you press the one you don't. You press you all press the ones the you, don't you don't want. want. I, right. I assume it's just, you know, mark no on everybody next to. Uh, uh, but I will. I, I've said this every day. We've been doing this show now since 2006. So we've had many in election. 2008, mm-hmm. 12, 16. Now this one. Um, and I was talking with Danielle about it in that the the last four of this one, including this one, the last four elections have been so emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, the 2006 or 2008, rather, was uh, first black president. Mm-hmm. 2012, let's make sure he sticks around. 2016, mm-hmm. first woman president. Mm-hmm. And let's avoid this nightmare. And this one is let's fix the nightmare. Like, so mm-hmm. it's not like when I was 
I would walk in cavalierly and go, maybe I'll go for Ross Perot. What the fuck? What the, you know, <laughs> doesn't matter what weird white guy runs this country. Like it, it, mm-hmm. these are so emotional. Like I, I literally, I, I get choked up. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I feel I'm doing my, my civic duty and, uh, I love it. I look around, I make eye contact with everybody as if we're all, and I don't, I don't know who they're voting for. I assume everybody yeah. at, at the Great Western Forum, considering that uh, I am one of one white person voting at that time. <laughs> I assume that all those folks are voting for Joe Biden. And, uh, you know, you kind of make this connection with them, you know, uh, non-verbally. And you look and there's just uh, there's, a, you know, the pride in everybody's face about voting. And then yeah. you get in your car and you weep. <laughs> I do miss I, I, I missed that part of it because I, I did the the thing with the you know you fill it out at home and then you just drop it in a box but uh and i was feeling like i wish i could go into a a booth but it just didn't feel first of all i wanted to get my vote in like as early as possible and then i did the thing like elliot did and and explained uh, last week or two weeks ago about tracking it and and i did i did find i got the text last thursday or something that i my thing was received and my my vote is counted which feels good but i was like yeah it's, it's that communal experience was lost a little bit although i will say when elise and i and the kids walked to the library to, to drop the thing in the box there were th- at least two other there was a couple also doing it and then another person showed up so there was a little bit of like a community like hey this is great and and the couple they were like doing a photo shoot like for Instagram or something where there was like they were like they actually were there first but when and they were taking pictures and when, when they saw us they stepped aside and they were like go ahead we're going to be here for a while I was like what, what exactly are you doing like, what kind of what kind of elaborate staged event is happening at this box like what, other than opening it and putting the thing in what can you possibly do but yeah. they were That's, they were into it and it was nice to have a little bit of a like acknowledgement with a stranger like hey we're doing this right let's 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 do it yeah it's great danielle did that on saturday i went to the forum and danielle went down to the box mm-hmm. and uh did that um and uh you know of course post, as we all do post a photograph of it to prove to the world that you did it <laughs> and uh, i think I that in think, the next election that's going to become your actual ballot is the uh, the, the <laughs> social media post the, of you doing it <laughs> I hope so, because uh, everybody's doing it. Everybody yeah. uh, post their picture. Hey, look, I got my sticker. We all proudly wear that sticker. Yeah. Uh, when when I dropped mine off at the box, I was doing uh, a thing for the neighborhood council to like promote voting and make sure they knew where the closest box was and all that sort of stuff. And when I got there, there was a guy, uh, like I want to say, camped out in his minivan with a curtain over the over the uh, the window of the sliding door. And I don't know what he was saying, but when I was trying to shoot the video, he there was I all I heard was like it sounds like mushmouth from the uh, <laughs> a little yeah. bit Cosby Kids. Is that, is that Cosby Kids? Is that who that is? Yeah, I believe mushmouth. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I look either it had nothing to do with me, although it seemed to happen every time I started shooting. <laughs> <laughs> or this guy was like, like basically anti Instagram would mm-hmm. be my would be my take uh, on okay, it, and okay. like he saw something like that, and like what what do you you know stop it? But the funny thing was, every time I looked over, I saw I saw the whatever kind of towel or whatever he had hanging like go back down. So he was only doing it when I wasn't looking at him. Oh, so you think he uh, was he was like intentionally audio bombing your video? I think so. Uh-huh. I think so. But he was far enough away that I don't like I don't think he thought it through. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you need to be maybe 50 feet closer 
You know, Maria, can I ask you this question? Yeah. And uh, at the hopes that uh, I get an answer. Okay. Uh, do you think that was Gary? <laughs> no, it was not Gary. All right. How's Gary doing? Was... Got an update on Gary? Uh, yeah, Gary is. Uh, Gary uh, was able to. Uh, it's a whole long thing, but basically, I called the LA County Department of Health, and they came by <laughs> and interviewed him. Oh. And he went with them, uh, and uh, he came back the next day. He seemed. When I spoke with him on the phone, he seemed more even keeled. I also managed through some detective work to get a hold of one of his relatives in Sacramento. Oh. And uh, so, and they, they spoke very highly of him. He was a very nice man. He would always come up whenever there's a birthday or something like that. And, and you know, uh, and so they, I connected them together uh, so that he knew that things were going on. And so hopefully that will, that will help him out as well. So he was having some, he was having some serious trouble, honestly. And I think, right. I think this, this actually helped. And, you know, if you make some phone calls, you can find out whether or not there's uh, there's somebody in the city or the county or whatever that that can assist you when you don't know what the hell to do. Which I didn't know what the hell to do. Well, that was uh, that was very nice of you to do that. Um, yeah. In addition to probably having to do it because you're the manager of the complex, but also as a human being, that was nice that you took the time. You could have easily just went. Yeah, not my problem. Not my problem. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'll I, just call I the cops. toilets. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, you uh, definitely went above and beyond. Like that's uh, like mental health care is is not part of your job description. <laughs> no, it's not. But I mean, I don't know. Look, part of it is mentally a little bit selfish because when I think about my dad, he had his wife. So therefore, when when everything went wrong for him, he had her. I don't have somebody here to to help me. So it's one of those things where Gary didn't have anybody to help him, and and you know he needed it. So there you go. Uh, this is completely off topic, but is there a reason why Garen's sitting underneath a light that's supposed to keep the French fries hot? <laughs> why, why does he have a red light that... Uh, I think it's uh, that's his new tanning it's, bed. <laughs> I think it's because of when the screen changes, it it's casting other light on me, so it's making it look red. What, are, white balance are you not doing... Uh, what are you doing for view? Are you doing gallery view? What are you doing for... I have it on speaker view. So oh, I... Go uh, gallery, Garen, and make it really tiny. Yeah, don't go. But it's tiny. And then put a white uh, put a white background up. That that will that will help. That'll help because what you're doing now is awful. <laughs> well, I like to I, I, I like to see you guys. That's why I keep it like that. So I'm so I'm seeing what you guys are. You know. I can see you just fine, which is why I'm talking about how awful you look. <laughs> <laughs> and literally, you're the size of a not. You're not even as big as a business card on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to this big website here and make it bigger i guess we should uh, we should give the free listener a little update on garen's uh yeah let's uh, oh, so thank you uh, matt i was actually thinking about doing that after we come back from the break and we went we oh, okay. on the horn but uh, i think i think you're right let's do it now since we're talking in with garen now garen Carkle, of course was uh should have should should have been in michigan at the moment um where where by the way his video was never better when he was in michigan True. video was fantastic yeah. sound was fantastic lighting it, his personality was fantastic. His uh, disposition was fantastic. So, for by all means, stay here, you sad sack fuck. Uh, Garen has uh, now. All joking aside, Garen did post a thing on Facebook and other places that uh, this was a hard decision for him to uh, make. But he is staying here in uh, California. You have decided not to move. Um, I have to assume this is a temporary decision. You'll come to your senses. But uh, what <laughs> is going on, Garen, for those that don't uh, follow you on uh, Facebook or muted you, like I'm sure many, many people have? I'm sure, um, with, with good reason. What, um, uh, what, walk people through uh, what's going on and, and why you have not uh, followed through on anything. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll start by telling you guys, A, my one of my biggest regrets about 
about not going is that I cannot use the I'm now in Northeast Sherman Oaks <laughs> oh. joke that I had. Why didn't you save chamber. it? You should, you should have saved that just as a, a little little nugget that you had in your back pocket for if you ever do go back. In fact, for that reason alone, I think you should follow through and do it just for that right. joke on a weekly basis. Uh, no, but sir, it, it the entire time I was playing this trip, it did not or this move it it was going wrong. Like mm. uh, nothing was working right. And then finally, the day of the move, the movers we had hired to help us pack the thing um, bailed. Mm. Uh, they they're like, "Oh, we're not coming. You're out of our area." I'm like well, you couldn't have told me this yesterday when I confirmed with you guys and makes no blah, blah. sense to me whatsoever it, it's it's stupid and then i found out my my friend eric's got health concerns that that having him drive me across the country would have been very selfish if i may once again though why wasn't that disclosed days mm. earlier because he's you know that's you know he doesn't show weakness that's the modern american man i'm not, i can't show weakness i'm not you know whatever but so, and it, you and saying, it just, a, uh, saying Eric's a trumper? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that he really puts him he puts himself uh, behind everything else. Like mm-hmm. if he can help somebody, that's what he's going to do. You know what I mean? He's going to keep, which isn't necessarily toxic or anything. But and then besides that, I was literally having like emotional breakdowns almost on a daily basis. So it's like it, it just. And once this kind of happened and then Eric and my other friends sat me down and were like, this isn't going right. What are you doing? It, it just kind of was like, you're right. I don't, this, this, this whole thing is, is it, it's making me crazy. And it's, it's not, I, I was in a very unhealthy place for the past few weeks. Yeah. 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 So would it, you say it was just ill-conceived? Like you had this idea uh, and you like impulsively were like, okay, I'm just going to do it. And the, 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 yeah. the, the machine, the, the, the ball started rolling and, and you just didn't, uh, it wasn't, uh, planned out the right way. And it, 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 that, and it, and it, I think there was a lot of, of fear to it too, that I was just like, I, this isn't for me anymore. I should just run. I should just go. So you felt like you were running away from, from things instead of, uh, I, I think there was a lot to it. And, and I was and I'm like, this is, the, I'm here, and this is home now, so I'm not going home. I was going back to Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know, where my, yeah, my family's there, but my family was there for the 20 years I lived there, and I never felt at home. But, mm-hmm. Garen, you build cars for a living. It doesn't Detroit make the most sense for you? There's <laughs> <laughs> a man that gets under the hood and tinkers with the carburetor and such. Ex- is that under the hood, by the way? I don't know where, sure. I don't know where the carburetor yeah. is. That, yeah. Is that, Where's the catalytic converter? That's underneath the car, correct? That's in the bottom of the car somewhere. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Go ahead, Karen. Yeah, you know, it just... It, it was a... it was a, And then I was starting to feel like I was I was letting everybody down, and I was on both sides, and it, this whole... It was a huge... Like, when the, when the movers bailed, I was like... I literally screamed, Fuck it, I'll pack the U-Haul myself, and I stormed out of my apartment. So clearly I was not in the right yeah. mindset for any so, of this. Sounds like to me, it sounds like something all of us would have said. <laughs> also, yeah. uh, maybe all of us would have just done. <laughs> okay. You have roommates and friends. You all probably could have packed that. You, you all yourself. Yeah. They, nobody was around. Th- this okay. whole thing has been with occasional help from, from Eric has been me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it's, 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 you know. Well, look, but I, Aaron, it, it, it's we're, we're in a stressful time anyway with the pandemic. So it's a little bizarre. 
I would I would imagine emotionally to be packing things up in the middle of this yep. to your point without a lot of help because like the three of us couldn't come over to help you because yeah, we're in the middle no. of a pandemic. Right. Uh, now I will tell you this: when the pandemic lifts, I'm still not available for this. <laughs> <laughs> but Elliot is. I got that torn labor. I can't lift a box, but get, you, know, you know what? I'll come over and be fun around you guys. I'll be fun. That's yeah, you could entertain us. I mean, because I think I, I think I speak for everyone else in the Zoom when I say the second we're able to, we will be moving you out of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're moving. Don't unpack those boxes. Put them aside. This, have them on standby. Yeah. And the second that we are all we have that shot in our arm, uh, yeah. you're on that U-Haul. I, I will tell you, though, in all seriousness, if I do this again, you guys have my full permission to A, fire me and B, curb stomp me. <laughs> Because I'm not curb stomping anybody. This is I, 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 I don't like. Yeah, I don't like. I, I, no. I get no joy in even imagining curb stomping someone. Right, then no curb stomping. But you can. I don't you get can. any joy in firing you. I need you to quit. Do you understand <laughs> that? <laughs> you have put us in a position where we can never fire you. Your Facebook posts alone make us the the worst people in the world if we ever got rid of you. We're, we're fucked. Do you understand that? You <laughs> fucked us. I finally have job security. <laughs> you cannot consider this job security. You cannot consider the the uh, barely paying your water bill amount of money that we give you. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it did make me it opened my eyes to a lot of things. And I'm, I'm taking steps to fix my brain. Good. I've got an appointment well, with I mean, my doctor for, to get a therapist and stuff. And I'm. Yeah. So. Garrett, if I may, and I know this is not, a, you know, look, we talk about our lives on here, so I'm, uh, I'll ask you. In addition to therapy, I don't think it would be a bad idea for a life coach. And I don't believe in life coaches, but I think you're a guy that maybe could use a month of one. I, hmm. I'm not opposed to anything, any of that stuff. I'll check it all out. We'll see I think what that would be somebody that just, uh, you know, look, it's not me. I don't know. I don't know how to live. I'm barely living my life. I'm barely <laughs> figuring my shit out. But somebody that, like, you know, that does that, that has the brain for that might be able to guide you a little bit like you go look i'm fucking lost i don't know where i'm going anymore the three idiots yeah. i work with on a regular basis for the very little money they give me are three stooges <laughs> and i need somebody that's going to help me the one guy that has it together is elliot and he's a robot he's not helpful emotionally <laughs> matt's got two kids he's busy and pardo's a clown i need somebody and eric apparently too much of a man to help emotionally <laughs> He's got that heart problem. That's not a bad idea. Somebody, somebody can guide me somewhere. I think but, it's not you know a bad I've idea. had, I've had a lot of great messages. A lot of people reaching out. It, it's been eye opening and 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 very helpful. So I'm very appreciated, everybody. It's it's it's. I keep saying it's like a new day. I just have to make sure I'm following through with what I want to do. So well, you know, we are here for you, as we've said in many an email and text and. Um, I've left many, many of heartfelt goodbyes. What's that? <laughs> and, and heartfelt loving goodbyes for no reason. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yes. I made a video for you. <laughs> Again. <laughs> well, I didn't do it the second time. Carol oh, Asher made a song for you. Yeah. God, it's so good, though. Isn't it great? <laughs> Elliot, just make it. one video that's kind of evergreen. It doesn't have any specificity or time or day, anything. Oh. So you could just deploy it whenever necessary. I, look, the original the original video, which which is underscored by, I believe, the, um, the Incredible Hulk theme. <laughs> yes. Uh, I could, it is it is as true today as it was <laughs> it is originally. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit heavier in that one though. We might need to reshoot it. 
It makes sense too because uh, all the rage that Garen's been describing, the, the way he the way he yeah. exploded on his apartment building after the uh, there you it, go. the movers said they weren't coming. Matt, did you hear what he said? He said, "Fuck it, I'll do it myself." Uh, this mean, guy says, "Like my headphones almost fell off. I was so blown away by that. That was crazy." Bill O'Reilly over here. Uh, this dude is well, on I mean, another level. It, <laughs> it, jokes aside, it's been I, I've been in a in a in a darker place than I've been since i was a kid to be honest so wow i not to bring it down or anything but just i I don't like it and i don't want i think going back there would have exasperated all of that so garen if i may if i could jump in on this i I think also you need to get a and i i'm not your father i'm just talking you need to get a job so that you're around people you know you're, you're, you're so isolated there with the same group of folks and you need to get out and and you know, wear your mask, be safe, get behind uh, plastic or, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> plexiglass. Uh, plexiglass. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word. And, and seriously, I- interact with other human beings so that you, A, you're getting fresh air and you're out and you're seeing the sun. You're not just walking your dogs and so on and so forth. I think that is so important to yeah. your mental well-being. And, yeah. and I may be being a little cynical here, but I, I kind of feel like this is a good time to do that if you are willing to do that. I know that a lot of people, they need to get work, and so they're going to do whatever they need to do. But I'm sure there's a lot of folks who, if they have the opportunity to make the choice, will not take on a, a job. That might actually be an opportunity to find some things. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I th- <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I do think like, you know, when you have a, a place that you are supposed to be and, and people who are relying on you, it, it changes your your brain a little bit because mm-hmm. you have a purpose and then to, you just you, you build on that it doesn't have to be some massive you know you don't have to be uh you know secretary of state or anything you just <laughs> something something that is a, a, a one step towards like feeling like yeah I'm, I'm 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 doing something important with my life and uh and i'm too honestly just too busy to worry about uh uh, you know, or, or to be wallowing in my own uh, stuff. Cause we all, we've all been there before. Yeah. You know, I will say yeah. this. I, 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 as we know on this, I, I don't really talk about my other than Danielle and Oliver. And, you know, I don't really talk about my family. You know what I mean? Like my uh, dad, brother, cousins, so on and so forth. Um, that you, my, my, my thought I was always like, they didn't sign up to be part of my act. They're not the sweat hogs and <laughs> Dave Kaplan's talking about them. You know, that's, I, I, you know, I had some, you know, anyway, so I don't really discuss them, but I do have a cousin and it, it, that relates to this who not unlike Garen, a little rudder, rudderless and a little, you know, has aspirations and so on and so forth, but doesn't know how she fits in and, um, has now had a job for two months and is, it, it changed her life. She is. Uh, uh, feeling better than ever. And, um, uh, and again, leaving the apartment, being around other human beings, all of that has made a world of difference. So um, um, I was uh, talking to another family member about that family member because uh, I don't talk to that family member directly because uh, they may or may not vote for Trump. But uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, through the game of telephone, I hear that person's doing well uh, by just get, literally just going, you know what, I got to do something here. And went and got a, a job that isn't a crazy high paying job, but it's something that then gives them as Matt's a purpose mm-hmm. in addition to, you know, you're writing and doing this and so on and so forth. So I think that uh, something for you to think about is my point. Uh, yeah. Gary. I mean, I wouldn't I can... be surprised if I end up back at the bookstore. Let's get you in there. When they yeah. have more spots open. Books of the we'll, future. We'll see. It, I do think, <laughs> I mean, are. just from my perspective, I don't know how you felt about it, but from my perspective, it seemed like you were 
do in a better place mentally when you were working there. And I know obviously COVID changed everything. So like, you can't just say, yeah, just go right back there. It's a, it's a totally different scenario than it was when you were working there. But, uh, yeah, but it's still, uh, you had people that you worked with and you, you had, a you know, it just, it, it just adds something to your life that, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's good for your mental health for anybody's mental health to have. Hey, before we go to break, yeah. I do have a quick question. I mean, but they have bookstores in Michigan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, don't. there's a couple, there's a couple. Surely some people read there. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's take a break. Well, Gary, you know, of course, we're, we're here for you. All, all ball I, busting aside, because that's what our show is. But at the same time, our show also has heart. Uh, we are here for you, as you know. And um, I, you know, there's, a, there's a chance that on the last episode, uh, I will take responsibility, but I think Matt and, and uh, also we maybe were a little, we didn't understand how uh, dark of a place mm. you were in. And we were kind of just uh, uh, no. maybe uh, punching you in the kidneys when maybe that wasn't the right time. And so I No, will. you guys are, don't, don't even... Uh, this you you guys bring a normalcy to me that i was i'm not getting anywhere else so that's nothing nothing you guys have ever done or said has been too much you're Don't just you're basically it. describing a, an abusive relationship yeah like no i the, the familiarity oh, wait, of you guys kicking right. the shit out of me is I, I just, what i, I need it. right clearly now. it was something that i needed and i deserved uh please <laughs> We're talking about the isolation files, by the way, because like we oh, that was the isolation files that because yeah. that was the thing we did oh, two yeah, 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 yeah. two yeah. episodes in the parking lot where we were like giving air hugs and tearful goodbyes to Garen, <laughs> and then uh, we get this text message, "Hey guys, I'm not leaving," and then we then we had to do the isolation files on Thursday. And uh, and it was weird because we knew that people were going to hear that before they heard the Rich Summer episode where we were saying goodbye to Garen. <laughs> but we were also very like, like, we have to talk about this because Garen's not in a moving truck in Arizona. He's actually here. So, yeah. I, I assume that you contacted Rich Summer immediately because he actually got on the ground and hugged your ankle. <laughs> yeah, he did. Rich Summer, he's sweet. I, I did not contact him directly. No, I should. Uh, um, all right, I'll let him know. No, you can't. I'll always, ch- I'll always cherish that ankle hug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, uh, well, Garen, uh, best of luck. Kidding? <laughs> okay. He's staying. I mean, I'm serious, Jimmy. But- Jimmy, he's actually staying. That was, I, I don't know if you heard. He's not leaving. Yeah, but he sounds like he's, a, in a, in a, he's a disaster. He needs luck. <laughs> I'll sure. tell you. All since right. I made this decision, I, my, my, it's like the pressure has been lifted off me. I, it's. Right. You know, obviously, I'm not healed by any means. That sounds but. really reassuring, Elliot. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't buy him. All right, whatever you do. Guy says he feels better. <laughs> whatever. Good uh, hey, before we go to break, uh, by the way, Lewis Black about to join us. Uh, watch Lewis's special over the weekend. Uh, his most recent one. We'll talk about it with him, and uh, very much enjoyed it. Uh, but I also want to remind you that uh, Never Not Funny is now part of Misfit Toys. Uh, Misfit Toys is a uh, comedy co-op that is uh, over there at the Art 19 uh, area. And we've got uh, the great other shows you guys should check out. Of course, our old friend Mike Schmidt with the 40-Year-Old Boy. Uh, Jen Kirkman has her... Uh, what's that? Matt, I, I apologize. I, no I, fun. I, no fun with Jen Kirkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Todd Glass Show. And um, uh, Doug Benson's got a couple of things over there as well. The Doug Loves Movies. And uh, what's the other one? Doug Has a Hat. Wide, the other one? <laughs> Wide World of Dugs Wide with Doug Benson Dugs. and Doug Millard. And I, uh-huh. I, I, I like Doug Millard as well. So uh, uh, check and a couple more shows. I think are going to be joining uh, joining us soon. And uh, you know, it's a, just a way for us to uh, kind of talk about other shows that are out there that may not uh, uh, people may not know about, but they're friends of ours that uh, we are uh, excited to be uh, uh, partnered up with. I guess is a good way to say it. And 
a uh, way for all of us to kind of be in a uh, in this crazy podcast world together uh, when we're all trying to uh, get some listeners while Conan O'Brien and Joe Rogan take all of them from us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, I, we should have said this last week or whenever it was more relevant, but um, Mike Schmidt, uh, if you know him and love him like we do, uh, did a, a special memorial episode for Eddie Van Halen. If, if you know Mike, you know that he was a huge Van Halen fan. And so uh, you can go back into his feed and, and find that episode uh, pretty easily and uh, probably worth listening to. I haven't I haven't checked it out my, myself yet, but uh, he wanted to let do everybody you, know there's a special. Do you not have the six days necessary to hear that episode? <laughs> a little busy right now. Uh, also, don't care for Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> uh, I know you don't. Uh, no, you know what's bizarre? We talked about that off the air what, right after he died with, with Tony Thaxton. I will say, I, I think Eddie Van Halen's a genius and changed uh, rock music forever. But if seriously, if you can sit through the uh, what's that song called? Erosion? Eruption. Eruption. <laughs> Erosion. If you could nice. see if there, there's a video online of him live in concert in like 1983 or 84 or whatever doing a guitar solo during eruption if you can get to the end of that you are a weird person you you are not there's something that's a little bit weird about you that isn't quite right because it's not enjoyable it's he, what he's doing is technically uh, impressive but very hard to get through and listen to matt i kind of discussed that in an upcoming not that song specifically but i talk about that uh, sort of thing in an upcoming episode of jimmy's records and tapes season two about the just guitar solo and nobody else playing yeah and uh that comes up in a in a uh, upcoming episode and those will be out uh i think we're looking at 2022 now so they are <laughs> out very soon however long it takes jimmy however long it takes well listen we're in a pandemic uh people uh, can't leave their homes and so certainly this would be a good time for them to edit and put that together but i understand there's a lot going on <laughs> the editing has begun dude i'm fucking around i don't I, uh, no no but here's the thing for the listener and or viewer i want to make sure that they are aware that the editing has begun I, I, I listen. I'm kidding. Uh, all right, Lewis Black is going to be joining us. Let's take a break. Garen's still with us. We're thrilled that he's still around. Uh, he's looking better than ever. Look, he does look happy. That's what I mean by that. Looks great. He's got that glow of the red chicken uh, light on him. And, he was. Uh, he was always going to still be around. He's just. He's still in Los Angeles, which means almost nothing right now. Dreams that he was going to bail once he got to Michigan, Matt. He would get busy. He, he would get there. a. Lo- yeah, he would get a job. He'd be busy, and it'd be like you know what, guys, it just doesn't. Make By the sense way, we anymore. were very clear about that, right? That the fact that he was while he was going to go to Michigan, oh, yeah. he was still going to be part of the show. Yes. Uh-huh. I cannot tell you how many emails and tweets I got. Going to miss Garen. It, 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 it's confusing. Yeah, I, I signed a couple too. I'm like, I'm not. It was confusing, and then he made it more confusing by not leaving. <laughs> uh, uh, nothing if not consistent, Matt. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Garen's yes, here. Elliot's here. Matt's here. Uh, Lewis Black's about to join us. Let's take a break. We'll be back more right after this. I'm going to tell you guys something, dear listener. When I started podcasting, you guys remember back in the days when tumbleweeds were across the podcasting desert? Uh, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling what do we, we got? What we got? A hat, shirts, we got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy, all because we use Shopify. Yeah, we're setting up Shopify for the uh, the perks in this uh, this new year for our, our platinum subscribers. And uh, boy, I really enjoy their website. Super easy to set a, set up an account and uh, get going with them. So kudos to them for making it easy. Well, if Matt Belknap could do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. That's what he just basically told us, That's and true. I uh, I uh, just uh, recapped it. 
I've spoken before. Yeah. I've spoken before about Shopify. Now, Shopify uh, is uh, it's just terrific. You could be selling scented soaps, which we may, we're talking about getting into the scented soap business. I would love a soap bar with the Never Enough Any logo on it, Dude, honestly. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits. Dude, why is that a thing? <laughs> well, if it's if it's warm out, the t-shirt could be an outdoor outfit. You know what? You're right about that. Uh, but maybe we get into the jacket business. We have had hats, too. I We've had say. hats. That's true. Uh, look, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from the brands you love, giving customers more variety and business more sales. Uh, now, listen, Shopify is easy peasy, as Matt Belknap said. Uh, let me walk you through what I want you to do. You can sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash pardo. Uh, you do that right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash P-A-R-D-O. Shopify.com slash pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Matt Belknap, I want you to spring forward with a new hiring partner, Zip Recruiter. Zip, zip. And find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to this exclusive web address, web address, <laughs> to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. Uh, look, you, you set your clocks forward. You, uh, you feel like there's more hours in the day, but if you're hiring, you don't have that kind of time. You got crunch time. ZipRecruiter fills those hours for you. No one wants to waste time with hiring. That doesn't sound fun. That's just like a, a, a chore that you have to get through. I've got need. other things to do. Right. Let me do my actual job instead of trying to find someone else to work if for If that me. jerk didn't quit, I wouldn't be doing right. this. I'd like to see Elliot hire someone as his like building managing manager assistant, assistant to the building manager. Somebody over at the familiar. Yeah, to deal with these broken chairs and all this. There's a, there's a wave of looting and rioting in that building. That, going on. <laughs> well, you know why, right? Yeah, the manager. Bad manager. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, why he needs an assistant uh, who would take it seriously. Yeah. Uh, visit ZipRecruiter.com/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com/pardo to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2710. Everybody's here. Garrett has not moved in the uh, during the break. <laughs> there was talk of him moving to Michigan during the break, and that did not happen. Um, but we are joined by Lewis Black. Lewis has a brand new special available. I want to say, Jesus Christ, it's on Amazon, right, Lewis? It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's on, there's 147 platforms. Uh, well, you're on the one. And uh, <laughs> uh, thanks for risking your life, I want to say, is the name of it. It was yes. a shot in uh, New Buffalo, Michigan. Yes. Uh, which was jarring to me because when I first started comedy, uh, that was uh, uh, New Buffalo had a one nighter on a Saturday night that we would drive from Chicago to New Buffalo to a seafood restaurant that did comedy. And the 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 money levels, you'd get 50 in those days. If you were doing gigs around Chicago, you get 50 bucks to MC, 75 bucks to be the feature act and 100 bucks a headline. But New Buffalo was an extra half hour drive. So it would bump that up to 75 100 and 150 and so you'd go i'm doing new buffalo and you'd think it was an exciting gig and you'd still get there and boy did i i don't know if i bombed worse than i ever have in new buffalo michigan um so i had a little uh uh, uh ptsd did i say those three, four in a row right yeah uh watching it uh lewis but it, i i very much enjoyed it um and uh, just uh, i i will get to uh, i will ask you some questions about it uh you shot that on march 13th Yes. Which was basically the day that we all said, we can't go anywhere. That was the end. That was it, right? And you're, in, and you're stuck in New Buffalo. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, for the for the night, it was literally whether we, we and it was a question whether we'd go on or not. There was still some question uh, whether the state of Michigan would shut down the performance. And, okay. uh, and the next night, the performance, which I forgot where that one was going to be, was already uh, canceled. And so did you uh, when, when you, I mean, because New Buffalo is kind of in between O'Hare in Chicago and then DTW in Detroit. Uh, do you have to hop? Are you on a tour bus for this tour? How are you doing it? I, I've been on a tour bus for about since I've since I've uh, kind of started doing theaters, which about 15 years ago, I've been on a tour bus. So uh, so I O'Hare is the first place in the United States that were apparently, you know, God knows more will come out where there was human to human contact, where the virus was spread from one human to another. Right. Where they know of the, the contact. Was it, it was in O'Hare and we were and that was where we were going to fly out of. And I was going, no fucking way. Right. Uh-uh. We're good. So I we took we I took the bus with a couple of the other guys and drove, drove back to New York. When you lose when you do these theaters, do you have a do you have an opening act for you or is it or is it an evening with Lewis Black? No, uh, I had uh, John Bowman. Oh, Jesus. Uh, right. Uh, right out of you, Michigan. Yes, right out of Michigan. John opened for for me for years. Then, uh, uh, and then um, also uh, during that performance, uh, and uh, over the past year or so, it has been um, another guy. You know, Jeff Stilson. Oh Jesus! Yes, of course. Yeah, wonderful, Jeff Stilson. Yeah. So two really fine acts, and uh, two two really you know great headliners on their own. Boy, that's Uh, a great show. And then you show up. Um, That is, um, you know, there's a great Jeff Stilson story about he was working, I want to say, Charlie Goodnights or maybe somewhere else where he was having a real tough week. Uh, The middle act was uh, giving him some trouble and and with not being, you know, he's being hacky and and making it difficult for Jeff. And I guess Jeff, which to this day, I've never I've never admired anything more, went to the club owner and said, you know, this isn't working. I know this isn't working. I'm going home and just fucking (laughs) left. Love it. Yeah, that's uh, real. That that you know that 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 I wouldn't have done that. I kind of uh, there's a level of the punishment that I always enjoy. Right. You know? <laughs> it's like, wow, could this be worse? <laughs> Let's see if it's worse tomorrow. <laughs> We've go, but, only uh, gone so far. Did the uh, the uh, and by the way, John Bowman, if you don't know, uh, is a guy like me who is a uh, an expert on the TV show Columbo. John Bowman uh, appeared in an episode of Columbo. So there's a little piece of trivia for you hmm. in Miami Vice. Yes. Right. And then yeah. uh, and it was a it still is a great comic. Uh, I've not seen yeah. him like you, Lewis. I have not seen John. It's got to be 20 years since I've seen him as well. Yeah, he's a terrific comic. He's one of those. He's fearless. He's one of those comics who does not. He goes out there, and something can happen that is complete. He does goes out without a text. Nothing. I'm gonna just something can occur over to the right, and he will pursue it uh, like a dog going after a bone. And yeah. uh, he, he really is uh, kind of remarkable. Uh, 100% agree, but we're not here to talk about him and his special. We're talking about Lewis Black's special, <laughs> right? If John Bauman had a special, I would have him on, maybe. Yeah, I'll, I'll let him know. <laughs> yeah. uh, the name of the special is uh, Thanks for Risking Your Life. So uh, uh, the lights come up at the end of the special, Lewis. In fact, this was the question I had the entire time I was watching it is, uh, how many, did, did, the, did the entire audience show up or did a lot of people go, hey, this doesn't seem safe. I'm not going to show up to this thing. No, they had all kind of, you know, it was that thing. It was right before. So it was kind of like they were already committed. 
Right. A, it's they're committed. B, it's Michigan. You know them. Mm. <laughs> you know, when they're committed, they're committed. And uh, and it's a casino, which is like, you know, I'm planning on losing two thousand dollars this weekend. I don't even give a shit if that asshole shows up to go on stage, but they're going to give me free tickets to see the schmuck. (laughs) And then, and then it was, uh, it was, uh, so uh, it was about, it was pretty much the, you know, it was like 15, 1600 people. Well, Jesus Christ, that's, yeah. I wonder. What kind, I wonder what kind of super spreader event that you uh, held there. That's what I'm. Well, was, that's why I, you know, it was the thing, you know, that I kind of it was. What 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 was interesting was is I I thought about it, except that they had already when I before I'd gone on the stage, I'd kind of walked around the casino, but I was literally like, I already was in panic about this, right. you know. So I had already been, um, you know, I'd already read way too much. So I avoided people. And, uh, but they were, you know, they were already there. They were already in the casino. They were already, you know, whatever they were doing, they were already spreading. <laughs> so it was like, um, you know, it, it had already happened. So, so you're not taking I, responsibility. You, not only like our president, you you accept responsibility, but you're pushing it off on the casino. I'm put, yes, I'm giving them for their their first. I'm second. You know, <laughs> okay, they right. they get seventy percent. The seventy percent who didn't get the initial spread, I got the other thirty. You get okay. the thirty. Don't you want to put a little bit of this on Bowman and Stilson? Uh, oh, that's I would, except that uh, Bowman wasn't around and uh, Stilson was, was in his room crying. You know, <laughs> he was still worried about the Charlie Goodnight. I would imagine that still rattles him. No question. <laughs> I've got to go on. I got to go on in front of that son of a bitch, Louis Black. Are you kidding me? Uh, there's a super spreader event occurring here tonight. I have children at home. Um, but no, it was uh, you. You just. You felt like we were right at the edge of it. We, you didn't feel like it. You, you didn't know because uh, you didn't know until that Monday when the when they started talking to us and realized, oh, no one's going to deal with this. Mm-hmm. That was the big moment, you know. When they came out, and nobody, there was nobody with a stethoscope in fucking <laughs> sight. <laughs> you know, just a bunch of guys in suits going, "Yeah, it's probably going to work out fine. Don't you worry about a thing. You'll be fucking morons." <laughs> Idiots. I think it's I don't know, Lewis. I think it's going smoothly. I think it's uh, <laughs> I think you're overreacting to these guys. I think they handled it well. We're doing great. Yeah, we've, we've rounded a hundred corners. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have to wait in line forty minutes to go buy detergent. Everything's great. <laughs> what um, I, I, I the, the, the last thing technically about the special that fascinates me is at the very beginning you do point out that you're on this tour getting ready to shoot the special. And luckily, there were cameras rolling on this particular night. Were you shooting every night of the special and just coincidentally uh, or not? Coincidentally, no, I guess. Well, he, well here's what happens. I yeah. every uh, we've we've had cameras shooting every show that I've done since 2006. Wow. Um, or 2007. And partly uh, because they were a because we could do it. Um, B, it allowed certain things. I didn't know. We didn't, you know, because the cameras were, you know, in in essence, fairly inexpensive. You know, it was when the when the camera all of a sudden made, so I could shoot myself, you know, in the course of a year, it had paid for itself 25 times. Yeah, so, yeah. so I had a record, really, of what I was doing. B, and then B, um, a, a few years later, uh, about well, a, a while later, I started doing these uh 
reading rants that the uh, folks wrote, that uh, the audience was writing. So um, those were being, um, those cameras were used to live stream those rants Mm -hmm. throughout the world. Uh, And so that was what was going on. We had the uh, live, you know, so they were, so those two cameras were always on. So we were doing it. I literally thought, Jimmy, that we were going to shoot this thing in, um, in August or September at the National Comedy Center. Right. Uh, which I've, I've had a, a relationship with, and I thought that would be a great place to do it. And, uh, and it was going to be one of those things where, you know, I finish it up and, you know, I finish up the, the special, of like, you know, really, I was right at the point where I, the, the, uh, the special had been written in my head. I don't write on stage. I don't write stuff down. I, I take little notes and stuff. But I knew pretty much what it was going to be. And then I was going to start putting in other things that would be in the next show. And then by the time we did the special, I would have like a half hour, 40 minutes for the next show to start and we could start working on the next special. Right. So, uh, but what, what occurred was, is I realized, you know, uh, we, we kind of, that night we go in there um, and we, we, we have two other cameras there by accident. I mean, not by a casino. So they've got the cameras on the, uh, the, the big screen cameras. Right. So that the audience in the back who are getting screwed can see you. Or, or also, as you know, the people who are sitting up front uh, will look at that because it's, wow, what a great TV set. <laughs> they don't look at you even. Right. And so, so we had the four cameras. I finished up. We had no plans to do that as a special because, you know, you got it's got none of the high tech, you know, so the people I've already, you know, you read these kind of comments that people have. Well, you know, it was, well, fuck you, you idiot. We had no fucking, you know, that was what you got. All right. right. So I told you already, you know, we were we were lucky we got what we got. There's no like I made the choice. Gee, no light on the audience. I, mean, I would like to make that choice. But, you know, you don't sell it in part to Netflix or or other places if you don't do that. Um, so uh, so we, we didn't have uh, the light on the audience. The audience isn't mic'd. Um, and uh, so a lot of the shots, every so often we end a shot from behind me, you know, I'll finish up. The, the edit it becomes an edit from it's behind me is the camera. Then we mm-hmm. go back. Um, and I finished up that night and walked into the, uh, to the, uh, the green room and uh, Stilson was there who'd been watching it. And he said, you got the special. That's the special. And I went, you're out of your mind. And he went, no, that's it. You've got it. It's all there. It was, it was literally, uh, I knew I had, um, in terms of the monologue, in terms of what I wanted to say, I said it. I nailed about 95% of the way in which it would have been had I right. done it three or four months later. And, uh, and so the guys, you know, eventually they took it back. Uh, the ones who, who looked at the tech end of it and looked at all the footage and said, you know, we can do this. And that's well, how will, it came to be. I'll say this about that, Lewis. I actually appreciated that it looked raw and that I didn't get shots of some guy laughing in, in the audience. And, you know, the camera's on you and we're and we're watching comedy and I don't I don't give a shit what some guy in a hat in the third row thinks. And whenever they cut to those shots, like I always think I don't think he's reacting to this joke anyway. It's yeah. an insert. So I appreciated that it was uh, 
And it kind of did look like it was at times those cameras that you put up on the big screen next year. And uh, to that point, I, I I liked that it didn't have the slickness of other specials. So that's very kind. Thank uh, you. So ignore uh, those comments and yeah. listen to what I say. I, what I, do. I, what <laughs> I say is most important. Well, I, I totally agree with you. And I've always said when it comes uh, to truly the people who I believe are the greatest critics of comedy, uh, you're number four. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm honored to be in the top five. I yeah. want to know who number one, two, and three are, certainly. I can't. It'll take me a week. I'll have to get it to you in a while. Okay. I don't really <laughs> want to put it on the podcast. That makes you sense. Text it to me so it's private. That. But you understand, I must know who those three people are. <laughs> I won't be able to sleep if I don't know who those three people are. Uh, all right, Lewis Black is here. He's got the special. Thanks for risking your life. It's on Netflix. I watched it last night. I do have more questions about some certain things, but let's uh, let's go around the horn. Let's check in with everybody. Of course, we've got the question. Uh, Oliver's question of the week. Uh, and Lewis, what this is, as I mentioned off the air, is uh, my 13-year-old son provides the trivia question for us each week. You'll bet uh, between zero and 25 points. Uh, his word's not mine this week. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> so... That's his, uh, that's his review of his question in advance. It's not great. Uh, he then also says, and if you need help uh, reading it, because uh, Lewis, my son, has the worst handwriting in the world. Right. Uh, he said, if you need help reading it, uh, just text me, and I'll let you know okay. uh, what, what the words are. So uh, our topic this week is sitcoms. Sitcoms. Very broad. Mm. Okay, uh, I'm going to, and I bet one to 25? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can even bet zero. It's your choice. And then uh, the betting will come into play if we if more than one person gets a right or if we all miss it. And then it's uh, whoever has the most points. Well, sitcoms, I if it's an old sitcom, I'll do well because my I still have that kind of memory. If it's new, I have no memory and my memory is going. And here's a little trivia thing for all you can. While we're in this pandemic and due to the lack of social interaction in a public square, um, we lose, we've lost 20% of our memory. Is that true? That number's accurate? That number is apparently accurate. And you're saying it will, 20, it will you, you return. It, it will? Yes. So hmm. so the interaction, like interacting with people sort of juices our brain to remember things and without yeah. it, we... we yeah, we, well, because something happens, you tell somebody, you know, hmm. because you're sharing, you know, it's like by the time you remember to tell somebody, you've forgotten. It's like... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's yes, that, that whole thing of like, I kind of go, I, you know, I, it's like, I, uh, I, I can't, my problem is, is I can't remember what I didn't do today. That's the, <laughs> that's the level we're living at. I, uh, so you're telling me that we lose 15% of our memory? You're losing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me the number and I pretended I didn't remember it, guys, for comedy sense. <laughs> Uh, all right, here's your question. Lewis Black is here. Uh, I, I don't disagree, by the way, uh, with what Lewis said. My memory, which wasn't great to begin with, but is, has been shit since March. Mm-hmm. But in honor of that, I'm going to bet 20%. All right. <laughs> uh, here's your question. Um, Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? I don't disagree with Oliver. This question stinks. Oh, it's, I don't think but you I don't can think, read it. I, I just thought you couldn't read it. I think it's uh, I think it might be too easy. Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> um, yeah, you got it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, the sitcom Cavemen. Did we we just talked about this, didn't we? I believe so. Go ahead. The sitcom Cavemen based on the Cavemen Geico commercials starred what now famous tuna loving comedic actor? 
Yeah. Well, I think it's still t- t- tuna loving. Yeah. Tuna loving. That that's still yeah. playable. I think not, that's playable. Not not everybody knows the answer to this question. <laughs> no, I don't okay. think it's playable because I know the answer. <laughs> I know Jim, tuna loving. Jim, Jimmy knows the answer. Well, I think I do. I, I have to be honest. The tuna loving part of it confuses me. Yeah. Because yeah. um, all I know. think of is Charlie Tuna, and he's never in anything. <laughs> no, he he, well, he did do commercials. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good point. Um, Oh, you know, I was once on the road. This is a 100% true story. I was up in Reno, Nevada, working with Bruce Smirnoff. Do you know Bruce Lewis? Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I'm up there, and, and, and we went for our dinner break between shows, and he brought his own can of tuna, and he opened up the tuna and then used the tin of the top. You know, the open when you peel off the top. He then used that to squeeze the water out, and I've never been more nauseated in my entire <laughs> fucking life. <laughs> Wait, that, how do you do it? Well, I don't do it because it, uh, I, 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 I don't make my own tuna fish sandwiches because uh, oh. the idea, and I'll be honest, Garen, because of Bruce Smirnoff, oh, because of that situation, I can't eat tuna unless somebody like at Subway prepares it for me. I mean, that is the way you do it, but you don't need to do that in a restaurant in front of other, uh, yeah, that, that's at the, the table, Matt. Yeah, that's... He did it as I'm waiting for my sandwich and salad to come. This dickhead presses out the, the moisture. No. That's and what was he saving? Like a, a buck thirty-five. <laughs> yes. Wow. Well, well, actually, to your point, Lewis, we're at the we're the comics. We're at the free. We're at the commissary. Oh my god! So you're not even paying. We're not even paying. Get something off the menu, Bruce. <laughs> Guy wanted tuna and he didn't trust them. Oh my, oh my god, god! It was the worst. And then and even other tables are like, "What's that smell?" They're looking around like, "Why is this happening?" Um, yeah, that's... Bruce now lives down in Florida. And I got to assume he's doing well. Well, he's probably down there. He probably has a, you know, a, a tuna casserole concession if he's in the park. <laughs> I do like a tuna casserole. My mom used to make a wonderful tuna casserole when she was alive. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, my mom did not cook very often. She made about four things. and One of them was tuna casserole, and it was fantastic. My mother made a great tuna salad. She did? Yeah. Wait, now when you say made, Louis, now this leads me into one of the questions. On the special, you talk about how your mom just turned 101 years old, but you just used the word made. I oh, no, no. Well, she doesn't do it anymore. I oh, I see. If she's, uh, and she's actually 102 now. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's great. And in the special, you bring up the point of people should have the decency to die at 65. <laughs> and um, it, uh, I, I, on this show very often, I've said, although as I'm getting older, I'm not saying it as much, but I used to say, we should all just go at 85. Like, yeah. don't, don't put any stress on your kids. You don't want to live older than that anyway because your bones and body don't want to take it. But as my dad's getting closer to that, it's like, well, you know what? I don't like that joke that much anymore. Yeah. But with your mom and then your dad also was, uh, was 101 when he passed away, right? Yeah, he was 101, yeah. What the shit are they doing that they're living so long? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, they didn't do... Uh, they ate, as I said, they, they ate uh, the food that they ate, all the food they ate had preservatives in it. Everything. Nothing, no farm-to-table bullshit. <laughs> You know, they, they ate food that, you know, was, you know, like they, they might as well have been, you know, preservatives. Um, right. You know, they, they never went to a gym. They never ate quinoa. Quinoa <laughs> never crossed their lips. <laughs> I love turning to that audience and going, they never exercised. So when you're, you know, when you're doing your hot yoga, I really want you to fucking think about that. <laughs> but also, do you want to live to be 102? And also, is your mom happy? My mother, the thing that my mother thrives on uh, is that 
as long as my mother has something to be angry about, uh, uh, she will continue to, to, she will outlive the planet. I see. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, she, what's weird is, is she, I've, I've started sending, you know, I'll send out some, the, that, that it, I'll send out tweets when I see her. Well, the thing is, is in, it, over the past year, I mean, since my father's passed away, uh, I thought, you know, you think, well, that's going to be a tough transition. And it was difficult at first, but uh, she has these caregivers who are unbelievable. My mother looks, my mother looks better than anyone during this uh, transition of this during this pandemic. She, she has, she's been in lockdown and she's come out like she was at a fucking spa. <laughs> and I show, you know, you show this the, the pictures of my mother, and you would, you don't have any concept that she's 102. Really? I mean, my, wow. my father didn't have wrinkles. It's, it's bizarre. Hmm. And you mentioned your mom being angry at everything. Is that where you get this from? Is it uh, trickle down to you, or do you get a little bit from both your mom and dad? What do you think? But both. I mean, my mom, uh, I got uh, I got the, the sarcasm uh, and the, uh, um, and I'm funny when I'm angry. Mm -hmm. um, she was scary. <laughs> she was angry, uh, but I kind of took, you know, just kind of assimilated uh, it, and and it came out as uh, a way in which I could I found humor in it, right. and uh, and my father had this my 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 mother didn't know when to stop, and my father my mother knew my mother knew what the setup was. She never knew what the punchline was. My father knew the punchline. Uh huh. Uh -huh. That would be the description. And uh, speaking of that anger, with Halloween coming up, you've got to be mad about that Snicker bar, right, Lewis? Oh, the whole thing is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> right, I saw your tweet. You're mad at candy corn this year. I know you get mad at candies occasionally. Well, candy corn, I've been, I, I, you know, that it was one of the one of the first things that people glommed onto my act. I became like, I became kind of where people go, Jesus, what a great patty. Boy, he hates candy corn. I thought, well, fuck him, how... How could I have been the first comic who fucking did a, did five minutes on candy corn? But I'd mind that son of a bitch. That shit ass corn. Corn that tastes like candy. Fuck you. And every year we do it. Every year we put, you put your hand in that bowl thinking, oh, it's going to taste. Then you put it in your mouth and son of a bitch. It's like it's that moment of Alzheimer's. It's a year later. You forget. I have to be honest. I love candy corn. I, 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 I don't know why, but I understand. I have other things like that where if I'm eating a horrible pizza, for instance, yeah. and I will have this Alzheimer's thing, as you speak of, I'll have two pieces and I'll go, this pizza sucks. <laughs> and I keep eating the pizza, hoping by the time I get to the last piece, maybe that'll be the good one. <laughs> and so I get, uh, I get mad about that. Uh, just not the candy corn. The candy <laughs> corn. Now, most people, it's, you know, it, 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 a lot of people, you know, love it. You know, they have a dedication to that. You know, the other reason is because it's not around all year, except now it is. Yeah. Now they've got, you know, July 4th candy corn, Christmas candy corn. Uh, you know, they have bacon and eggs candy corn. I, I, had, I took seven bags of candy corn. Somebody, some audience member gave me seven different bags of, of candy corn. A variety of fucking uh, uh, breakfast buffet candy corn. I mean, it was fucking absurd. 
what what's the premise behind that? If your if your whole concept is I don't like candy corn, why would is somebody trying to convince you? Hey, one of these seven bags you'll enjoy and and flip you? No, they knew that I would start. I would pick each one of these out. And, I got gotcha. you. And yell about it and throw it off stage, which was, you know, it was great. <laughs> it was a great, it, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was a, you know, especially your audience knows you and they go, fuck, he's got that, look at that, he's got seven bags. Oh boy, he's going to yell for seven right. minutes about the same shit. <laughs> what, uh, you know, a similar one is peeps. People seem to either love or hate peeps. You got mm-hmm. a thought on peeps, Lewis? Just a there. That's like a, uh, it's like cotton candy. Yeah, shaped like a a, 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 a a fucking baby chick. What fuck sick? How demented? I uh, I'm trying to think of the town it's in. There's a town in um, Crayola comes from the town, and Peeps comes from the town. It's in New Jersey, hmm. small town in New Jersey near New York. And if I had a phone, I'd look it up because I don't remember. No, no. From what I understand, 25 percent of your memory's gone. (laughs) Uh, Garen's looking it up, though, for us. Garen, look this up. Where did the peeps and the Crayola come from? Yeah. Begins with an E. That much I remember. Lewis, I should tell you this. Our intern, Garen, is not good at his job. It may take 45 minutes for him to get this information. The uh, candy manufacturer was founded in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. But I'm looking to see if they moved or where they're at now. I've been told there's a letter E that starts this. Uh, yeah, and what about Crayola? Look at Crayola. Crayola. All right. Anybody well, else? Elliot, you're always easier. I could go to the Library of I'm Congress. Forks Township, Northampton County, Pennsylvania. All right. So they're both in Pennsylvania. Maybe you don't know anything about this. No, country. I do know. He's fucking full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I, what, listen, when I, was your phone made? Like 1972? <laughs> yeah, he's using a dial-up. He's using a rotary phone. <laughs> he's looking on the bottom of it. Uh, fucking unbelievable <laughs> unless they they tore it out of the city they said no come on fuck you we're taking crayola with us <laughs> you think the two of them got in cahoots and left <laughs> yeah I, it must have been it uh elliot the, what'd you what'd you find out well it, it looks like eastern pennsylvania right. is related to crayola right there's that i'm not finding i'm not finding eastern relating to peeps there's center valley pennsylvania relating but it's eastern it's eastern pennsylvania that's but and i'm giving them peeps anyway fuck them (laughs) (laughs) why should they have it's where it was they had well they were all over the place when i was there uh and you're in new york currently right lewis that where you live yeah great um and you're in you're in la i'm in los angeles california blustery day today although the wind seems to have died down yeah uh are you guys still going out on the uh on your patios and clanging pots and pans is that something that's still happening or is that uh is that no we still it was uh when i got back uh i was out for i took a, a, you know i kind of got out of here um and when i and they were still doing it in uh, a couple of weeks ago really yeah. well good i'm I, i'm glad to hear that because i was i feared that that would be something that uh, while those people are still they're still risking their lives every day to go to work and work the yeah. front lines yeah. it'd be weird to just go no nah, we're good clanking and clapping we're the, yeah you know no, I'm glad to hear still, that it's, still it's still it's still out there in in certain areas more than others but it's still right. out there uh when do you lewis when do you see you know we've been talking about this every week we talk about it with other comics and stuff when when is lewis black going to be comfortable enough to go back out and start doing Maybe even clubs. I like Brian Regan's doing clubs right now, or, and maybe some of those outdoor shows. No, he is. is. I know Brian's doing it. I think it's crazy. I mean, I couldn't. I know. couldn't either. Uh, I'm going to do it. 
uh, with the, you know, maybe when they launch Space Force. <laughs> you think that's the time? <laughs> if I can get out there, um, mm-hmm. you know, the way I did in Afghanistan, uh, if I can get on the moon in one of those kind of sealed environments, maybe, uh, maybe then. I don't, I don't know. I, I, uh, I don't know how Brian's doing it. I just don't. I'm uncomfortable for a couple of reasons. One, um, I'm in the high risk category, you know, mm. so I'm super high risk. So you go, uh, no, you know, and then, um, and I don't, um, and if I'm going to do it, it's hard to be, you know, unless, you know, Brian seems to be doing it, but I, I just, uh, you know, that you've got it. You're going to do a show, then do another show. I need to, if I'm going to start work, I need to keep working. And that yeah, yeah. doesn't seem to be. If I'm going to start working, I write on stage. So if I'm not writing on stage, if I don't have that place to do it, then right. it's, it's, you know, then it doesn't make sense. I, uh, you know what? I agree with that. I mean, I, I do it the same way, you know, and, and writing is very loosely used as a word. What a bullshit that I do. Yeah. Um, but luckily I, I have this podcast where I'm able to be entertaining quote unquote and on, you know, three times a week, but, uh, no, it does. Well, it's, you know, that's the thing. It was finding something. So now what I'm doing is I have, uh, I'm starting to get rants sent in. So I've done two virtual rant casts where mm-hmm. I'm doing what I've been doing before with the audience. Now I'm doing it without an audience, but I can do that. It's like, it's like, uh, what I did, you know, what I was doing in part, uh, on the daily show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I can I have a sense of that comedy when I get somebody's written, you know, they're yelling about, you know, they, they didn't they opened up the jar of peanut butter and it was supposed to be smooth and it's chunky and go fuck yourselves, you bastards. <laughs> fucking, you know how disgusting, you know, and they'll go on and on. I know how to read that. Right, right, right. Um, or even the stuff that is, and I like doing it, and <clears throat> is this serious stuff, like a guy who wrote me about the VA hospital and that he wasn't getting, you know, what he, sh- the kind of, um, he wasn't getting the uh, uh, the care that was that he needed. And so I read it, and then I just said to the audience, you know, uh, you know, anybody can help him. Please help him. I can't help him, but I'm reading this so that, Maybe, you know, a lot of there are service guys who listen to my stuff, service women. And I said, you know, let's help him out. You know, so I, I it fills that void. Yeah. And I enjoy it. And it's fun to read the stuff. And then I'm going to hopefully I think uh, I've got uh, putting it, putting him into some small book collections that I'd sell at airports to just to raise money just as uh I, I don't want the money from it just to, to, you know, somebody can get on a plane, read people bitching and moaning for, while they're on the plane. And then uh, and that money would go to a variety of charities. Oh, you know, wonderful. so that's what I'm trying. To, you know, that's the way I do it, the way you do doing that, you know, and it's why I'm doing the podcast. With you. It was like Jim, because it was also, oh, fuck, it's Jimmy. I fucking get to see Jimmy. Well, <laughs> it was like, no, great. It's not like I'm going to call you up and go, gee, you know, um, so how's it going? Are you doing zooms? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I, 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 and, and as we mentioned before, I, I think the last before we came on the air, I think the last time you and I saw each other, I want to say, was the Chicago Comedy Festival in two thousand two. Is that what really, you have it at? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So almost twenty years. That's been, yeah. but you know, with our paths, we, there's really kind of 
hard to cross them, I guess. Yeah, it is. I mean, because I've been I don't spend a lot of time out there. You don't spend a lot of time here. And we just no, right. have not. You know, and if Chicago had kept going, we probably would have seen each other once once every couple of years. Yeah, the guy, the guy Dan Carlson, who was uh, who ran the yeah. Chicago Comedy Festival, was managing Matt. You know Dan from uh, the Rosemont Zanies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer at the Rosemont Zanies. Oh, it Ooh. just happened last week, I guess. Oh, that's a bummer. Wow. And, and that's uh, that was sad news to me that he was leaving because he ran a great club, in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, he got comedy, and he knew how to treat the comics right, and he ran the club great, and um, he got it. Uh, hopefully, he'll find, land somewhere else because he, yeah. he's one of the guys that knew how to run a comedy club. Uh, all right, let's go around the horn. Let's check in with everybody. Garen Cockrell, we've talked a lot about you uh, and your life before uh, Lewis joined us. So let's uh, get right to your answer. Um, uh, again, the question is, uh, the sitcom Cavemen, based on the Cavemen Geico commercials, starred what now famous tuna-loving comedic actor? Uh... Yeah, are you sure you don't want to keep talking about my move? <laughs> Wait, so you, oh, I thought you knew it. this. I thought you I had. Thought, I, think- I have no idea. None. And this might, have- this might play into that memory situation because <laughs> I know we just talked about we it. We did but just talk I about have, it, yeah. It's like a eep noise if I try to think of his name. There's nothing <laughs> oh, there. Man. So what, it's a, you certainly have a guess, though. I'm just, I just went with, I don't know why this guy's name popped into my head, Chris Diamatotopoulos. That dude from Three Stooges. Chris Diamantopoulos, uh, yeah. And Silicon, uh, Silicon Valley and uh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, that's my guess. I'm oh, pretty sure actor. it's wrong. But uh, Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Memory, guys. <laughs> and that's the name that popped in your head the most. Uh, I, I, you couldn't even pronounce the name, but it popped in your head. I don't know why. You can't I say it. You can't why. write it. Wow. <laughs> How many syllables, Mario? <laughs> <laughs> why is Mario? Wow. <laughs> What? Uh, all right. Well, Garen, uh, I hope you like not getting money because that's not going to happen. I really feel like uh, uh, you shit the bed with that answer. I sure did. <laughs> I've got to get a new cushion for my chair. Oh, uh, boy. Wow. Wow. Got very graphic. Got, got kind of gross right there. Uh, Lewis, what you don't know about Garen is that uh, he was supposed to have moved back to, uh, he's from Michigan originally, but he's lived out here in LA about 20 years. He was supposed to move back to Michigan last week and he decided to not do that at the last minute. Uh, so we're busting his balls about not doing that. Although he seems much happier with the decision he's made to stay here. Really? Yeah, I'm with you. Should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> where we're in Michigan? Uh, suburbs of Detroit, Novi, Wixom area. Really nice. So you wanted to stay here with the weather map behind you, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that is t- the, uh, that's the never not funny uh, 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 weather desk sponsored by uh, popculturebeast.com. I guarantee you have a temperature there in uh, Van Nuys, California. Uh, here in North Sherman Oaks, Jimmy, it looks like it's uh, 72 degrees. 72. Matt, that means. I'm it's sorry. Like, it's 68 degrees. I take 68. It back. So Matt, you just that means lie. Just, you just make shit up. What? Yeah, he's not good at his job. I can't yeah. be more clear. Him moving was the greatest thing that was ever going to happen to this show. <laughs> he could have done the show from Michigan. What's the oh, problem? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were hoping that he wouldn't know how to do that. <laughs> what, uh, uh, Matt, what do you have there in Sherman Oaks? I, I want you to refresh your weather thing, Karen. I think you're, I don't think, I don't believe you. I just... I literally just opened the page. Sixty-eight degrees, and and I got North seventy. Sh- this is unprecedented. That oh, it's that seventy is. here, higher than there. Full two degrees difference. Goodness, interesting. <gasps> We're a mile apart, Lewis. So this is this is uh, very strange. Well, it makes me glad that I don't live there. Why aren't <laughs> you freezing there? 
No, just the fact that that becomes a point of discussion. Lewis, <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing this show for 15 years. And we're talking about the temperature for seven minutes kills time. <laughs> yeah, it's we're like, thrilled we have these apps to talk about. This is, this is our candy corn. Don't take it away from us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is, we're in a pandemic. Nobody's doing anything, for Christ's sake, Lewis. Yeah. Nobody, I, I'm going to talk about my trip to Target again? I can't fucking do that. <laughs> I planned an entire room move just so we have something to talk about about yeah yes, that's a good point the whole, the whole thing was a ruse uh all right well garen we wish you luck with your uh, chris uh, dino stamatopoulos or whatever the hell you guessed um dino tripodis i don't know what the hell you just guessed and that was a comic out of ohio very funny man i don't know why that name just popped into my head uh all right let's check in with elliot hopeberg he's up there the cinnamon stick is that what it says that's what it, yeah mostly yeah your uh, mic is blocking it yeah the microphone's a- blocking it I swap I swap mics out because I've been I've been trying to improve my I'm supposedly I'm the guy who knows all the stuff and I was doing fine with microphone uh, with my microphone game but uh, I needed to up it uh, so I'm I'm going to be ordering a different stand for this so it won't be in the way but right now microphone we all agreed that uh, seven and a half months into this this was the time to figure out your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not entirely sure what somebody said something to me at some point, and then that kind of hit me in the side of the head and make me think. Uh, I got all I got all uh, uh, up in my head about it, and so yeah. I, I had to, I had to yeah. figure it out again. All right. Well, that, again, to so, use uh, yeah. Garen's phrase, that's very on brand for you. You just hear something and then you run with it and think, "Oh, I need new microphones. I better buy 19 of them." <laughs> He's it by he, two. He also, and this has happened many times now. But before you got into the Zoom, Jimmy, uh, he admitted that. Garen saying I can't hear you because when Zoom first connects that the mic you know it takes a second to work and, and Gar- I was muted he was muted and, and Garen said I can't hear you uh Elliot very self uh, self-awarely said I I know this isn't fair it doesn't make sense but that enraged me that you told me that <laughs> <laughs> yes. I I want I want to lay, lay out a little bit like I think I responded really reasonably to what Garen said in, in the moment but then I wanted to just let everybody know in the back of my head, there was a voice going, what the fuck are you talking about my sound for? Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't be wrong. That's that's the the crux of I mean, it. The, but it's it's the worst with for some reason. And I've said, as I said on the program before, for some reason, the audio thing, like telling me I'm too loud or too quiet specifically triggers me. Yeah, it makes that voice go off like louder than any other thing. <laughs> Does it trigger you that uh when, from my point of view, when I see you visually, that it looks like your arm, your hands and your arm are outlined with a, uh, have been outlined with the kind of a black magic marker. <laughs> oh, yes. See, now that doesn't, I don't have an enraged voice in the back of my head. With huh. that. Okay, that's I, good. I can, I can totally that's accept good. that. All right, just checking. Why <laughs> accept that? Not Garen's helpful advice. <laughs> As I said at the time, I fully acknowledged that he was did nothing wrong he was just doing a thing that any human being who wanted to let you know how things were going would do that did not justify any kind of overstated uh, or uh, uh, violent response it was just that in my head that's what was happening well we we've dug into this before and i think it yeah. goes back to something with your father telling you you're being too loud or something or something telling like you to that, shut yes. up and 
So yeah. like the, the the question is now that you know that that's where it comes from, how do we get to the next step of you not being angry about it anymore? I'm, I'm working on it. And I think I've uh, demonstrated that, I, that I've made some progress because I didn't. When was the last time I actually that, lashed out? That's a good point. You lashed like right out before the show. He, he, well, he lashed out at me because my lighting. Was <laughs> oh, oh, you got shitty lighting. Can't you go find some sort of a bank of lights? You all have lovely lighting. <laughs> Uh, well, and I just made me feel depressed that <laughs> my lighting it. wasn't as good. Uh, Lewis, he does have horrible bedside manner. He, he's a robot that doesn't know how to speak to human beings. He really has no clue. There is some truth to that. I, I can't deny it. There's not some. It's all truth. <laughs> Hang on. I'm getting what I can only assume is a very important phone call. No, it's not. It actually is. But I can let that go to uh, It's one of my many doctors. Uh, could oh. be Boombots. Not sure. Could be Sherman. Sure. Um, all right. Sweet, well, sweet. Elliot, uh, anything happening there in Palms, California that uh, we should uh, let Lewis Black know about before we get your answer? Well, I got, I got two things. One is save uh, one for the next show. <laughs> well, no, this well, this one is short and it, it applies to Mr. Black oh. and his his memory of this stuff. Easton and Center Valley are within 20 miles of each other. Oh, so okay. so, you know, that's kind of a bullseye. It's just with Pennsylvania, not New Jersey. That's, right. that's that's the difference there. Okay, um, and again, he says his memory's going, uh, Elliot. Let's not get no, angry. It in, and it's Eastern Pennsylvania, I thought. Eastern Pennsylvania yeah. and, and yeah. Center Valley, right. Pennsylvania yeah. is where the peeps are. Yeah. Uh, my peeps, not my peeps. Um, the only other thing I was going to say, well, I guess we could say this, but uh, but I, I managed to break my phone. Managed to break my phone trying to fix it. Dude, you're not a phone specialist. Why are you trying to fix your phone? Well, I, 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 I had taken apart my iMac with all its gluey bits and so forth, and put in you know new memory and a new processor and all that. And I figured I can, if I can do that, yeah, that's, surely that's I can point. fix a phone. Because I was having problems with the. I have this BlackBerry, which is the newer, the newer one, and uh, I love having the keyboard, but the the space bar <laughs> stopped working. Got a BlackBerry? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's uh, uh, Elliot lives I'm gonna, in the I'm, I'm going to have to lie down for a while. <laughs> <laughs> a guy, uh, I got a guy telling me about my lighting and he's showing me his BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like I'm, being, like I'm being talked to from another century. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. And so, <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I've I've done a little bit of research. I believe I can actually fix the thing I broke. Like okay. I fixed I fixed the thing I wanted to fix. That is actually working fine. I just managed to tear a, a wire elsewhere while I was trying to get everything else working. I believe with some help from some folks in a forum that uh, I will be able to fix that as well. But it's going to take a couple of weeks for that to show up. So I was stuck using my I'm stuck using my old phone. All right. So when we're texting you or, or need to contact you, we're able to you're you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. able to communicate. Absolutely. All right. Thank goodness uh, my, my, my previous phone, it's a Samsung Note, um, is working, yeah. I, so, I echo you get this. money back when you say this shit? <laughs> <laughs> if only, Lewis. If only. <laughs> if only. <laughs> We'd make a fortune if we could on everything that that guy wrote in his mouth about. <laughs> um, Elliot, do you have an answer on this? I'm actually thrilled so far, Matt, that uh, this one proves I to be... I can't believe it. Wait, maybe oh. I'm wrong. No, well, I here's think, the thing. I think you because we just another person it. to be wrong. Okay. All right, what do you got? Well, so I'm, I don't know the answer. Okay. Let's just be very clear that whatever I say next, I don't believe it's the answer. What if you guess what? it right? What, what, what if you randomly well, here's guess the thing. It? So I kind of zend myself out. I'm listening to the melodious tones of Lewis Black and the rest of the crew uh, and let words just come out. So here's what came to me. Gary Cole. Gary, I think great Gary Cole. Hmm. That's Perfect what actor. came to me. Office space. 
Not a bad guess. He's been in a lot of TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. So great actor. Great actor. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know what I've he's seen like him every so often when he's on TV, you see him with just a, a bit of tuna fish and a, tuna. A, <laughs> and a caper. And a caper. And a caper as well. <laughs> he's a class act. Um uh, well, listen, that may or may not be a great guess. Uh, again, I, I'm now questioning how right I am about what I thought was a slam dunk. No, you know it. You know it. Um, I don't right, know why you and I are the only ones who remember having the conversation about it literally a week ago, I think. Um, yeah, it's 20% of to, my brain that doesn't remember that. The tuna part confuses me. That's the part I'll, that confuses I'll explain, me. I'll explain the tuna part. Oh, uh, boy. Wow. Uh, so, well, Matt, then go ahead. Uh, the, the answer is Nick Kroll. And the tuna is a reference to his his oh. uh, his routine with John Mulaney, the Oh Hello show, ah. where, where they talk about tuna all the time. Yeah, I wow. see. That makes sense. Okay, so you're wow. going with Nick Kroll, it sounds like. I'm going with Nick Kroll. So my uh, brain wanted to rhyme is what I'm getting. I mean, I re- what's funny is I remember, because, you know, we know Nick, and, and when he got that show, it was like, that's a, at the time in his career, it was like, that's great. You're going to be on a network sitcom. But also, you're on a network sitcom that is being universally, it, it was reviled just for the simple fact that it was based on a commercial. And that just seemed very suspect, I guess, to people. And it, and it ended up not What are you talking well. about? That Green Giant sitcom was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We're saying that all the time. Yeah. Uh, right. He had a catchphrase. He's like, Fonzie? It worked out, the Green Giant. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, Matt, uh, uh, that Nick Kroll is your answer. Let's check in with Lewis Black at his answer. We'll get mine. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and get the actual answer. Uh, Lewis, what do you got on this thing? I have nothing. I would have said I'd steal Nick Kroll. That's all. <laughs> you I can't think. steal an answer. Can he steal an answer? No, you had to write no, it down before this. You have to have written it down. Yeah. Yeah, well, I wrote it on my hand, and then I, and then I was so upset about the. Uh, that he had a blackberry that I rubbed it off. <laughs> <laughs> you have no answer at all? I, I have no fucking clue. The <laughs> fucking, you know, I was on the road then. I wasn't watching cavemen shit. Nope. <laughs> and Lewis, you weren't alone. Nobody was watching cavemen. <laughs> it was, uh, right? It wasn't it canceled after like one episode? I, yeah, I, I think, I, I think maybe, I don't, I don't even remember. Like, I, I thought maybe I would have watched it just out of curiosity. But I don't even think I did that. Somehow. I don't think I know I didn't either. Yeah. I and I gave dinosaurs a shot. <laughs> Stuart Penkin. Yeah. I don't even remember. I, to be honest, I don't even remember the fucking show. Uh, the commercial. Certainly remember no. Nick Kroll. I know Nick Kroll, and I, I, I work with Nick Kroll, but I never fucking heard of the goddamn fucking caveman show. What do you remember? The commercials, the Geico commercials with the caveman. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm not, you know, yeah. there's, there's a. I've still got eighty <laughs> percent. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, I had a question about something, and I just lost what it was. All right, my answer, of course, is also Nick Kroll. Uh, all right, so let's let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll finish up with uh, Lewis Black. We'll get the answer from Oliver's trivia question, uh, and we'll do all that right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Lewis Black is on Twitter at the Lewis Black, and uh, you can check out his new special. Thanks for risking your life. It's available anywhere VOD is available. That means Amazon, Apple TV. Um, a million other places YouTube I think uh, so look it up uh, I have not yet watched it Jimmy loved it I'm going to check it out I'm sure I'll love it too and so will you so enjoy Lewis Black thanks for risking your life uh, let's see Garen actually has a uh, an appearance on a new podcast not a new podcast but he's on the Great American Pop Culture Quiz Show he's on their Halloween special 
And you can find that at usaquizshow.com or wherever you get podcasts. And uh, other dates include Jimmy doing flappers. He's in the Zoom room, as you mentioned on the episode itself. November 20th, 7 p.m. show. Go to flapperscomedy.com if you want to uh, join him in the Zoom room. Maybe request a bit or uh, just uh, have him do some crowd work in your face. That'll be fun. And uh, finally, uh, please check out Podswag. They're having a crazy sale on uh, our stuff. 40% off all Never Not Funny merch if you enter the code NNF40. So now is a great time to uh, maybe get one of those Never Not Funny water bottles or a Never Not Funny beanie or a Never Not Funny t-shirt, blanket, uh, a a coffee mug, travel mug. There's all sorts of cool stuff over there. There's a set of glasses. Check out podswag.com slash Never Not Funny and use the code NNF40 at checkout to get that 40% off. Hey guys, quick addendum to the plugs. We are doing our monthly live stream for tier two and tier three platinum subscribers on this Saturday, October 31st, noon Pacific time. Hope you can make it there. There will be an email going out uh, telling you all about this. If you're one of the people on tier three who wanted to call into the show rather than talk to Jimmy privately, and you're going to be in the live stream on Saturday, send us an email at uh, info at nevernotfunny.com. Let us know you'll be there and we'll schedule you in there and that'll make it a lot easier for us to uh, get some of you guys calling in. So uh, yeah, we'll see you Saturday, noon Pacific in the Zoom room. Just go to nevernotfunny.com, click the platinum link and uh, under the bonus tab, that's where you'll find the link to the Zoom room. Enjoy. I'm going to pronounce this properly, Ernin. Ernin. E-A-R-N-I-N is pronounced Ernin. I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but they really want to be clear that that's how to pronounce it. Yeah, I guess maybe some people might get a little confused because two words that are usually separated by a space are actually squished together into one word. All right, so let's let's go with your premise. Mm -hmm. You got the two words. You got earn and in. How would you say those separately? Earnin. That's together. I asked for you to do it separately. Oh, separately. Earn in. Er, earn in. All right, now do it together. You're in. Yeah, see? You're... <laughs> uh, all right, so maybe they're right. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to 100 bucks a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Look, again, we, we've talked about it before. Maybe you got a last minute gift for a loved one. You got upcoming rent uh, and uh oh, paychecks run out with the other bills. That's where Earnin jumps in and helps you out. Uh, you can download Earnin today. Uh, let me spell that for you. We've had fun pronouncing it. <laughs> now let's spell it. Let me spell it for you. E-A-R-N-I-N. And that is in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, I'm asking you to do this for us. Type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That'll let them know that we sent you there. It helps us out. Never Not Funny under podcast over there at Earnin. It is subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Once again, Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work. Up, get up to $100 a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Earnin. Get your money now. Listen, I've been a broken record on Factor Meals. As I mentioned on the last episode, even my doctor knows that I eat the Factor Meals. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you're, you're actually not only reading the ads that go in the show, but you're advertising in doctor's offices for Factor now. That's exactly right. I'm the Muzak of Factor. <laughs> I'm going from- I appreciate it. I'm uh, more than happy to do it. Now, these things are ready in just two minutes. They've got over 35 different options to choose from every week. They've got the Calorie Smart Protein Plus- uh, various different meals. I uh, just this way this morning. I had to pick my meals for next week. You pick you pick a week in advance. Yep. And uh, you know what? I decided to give myself a little treat. I got the filet mignon. 
Yum. Which is uh, it's a little extra to get that. Right. And I'm allowing myself that maybe every six weeks or something. You know what? It's Why nice. not? Yeah, treat yourself. You, you've earned it, Jimmy. I have earned it. I'll tell you something. It is delicious. Yeah, I got to try that. Oh, I haven't had that one. They do a great job. I, uh, the other day I had the, uh, what is it? The uh, Spanish lime chicken or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. That was a spicy lime chicken, whatever that whatever that one is, yeah. was delicious. I love the shredded taco, chicken taco thing that mm-hmm. they do. Uh, again, I have not... I've not had a bad factor. Yeah, and I've said this before. Like a lot of these things, because I get a lot of the like, uh, you know, low carb ones, and I find that that's great with uh, if you want to get like a, a low carb tortilla, and you you can put it in there and make it into a, a wrap or a tortilla type situation, or some uh, sweet potato chips, and you kind of use like the queso, the chili queso, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's just. I, I like doing my own thing with it. You can sort of uh, use their what they give you as a base and then uh, do what you want with the it. The factor is there for a base. You heard it from Matt Belknap. Now, head to factormeals.com slash part 050. Use code part 050. You're going to get 50% off. That's 50% off. Uh, really wish I would have said zero there. Uh, that is code part 050 at factormeals.com slash part 050 to get 50% off. That's 50% off. F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash P-A-R-D-O five zero and use code PARDO five zero to get 50% off. Factor! That's a good meal. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program 2710, episode 2710, Never Not Funny, the award-winning podcast. Lewis Black is joining us. I want to say award-winning comic, but I don't know if that's true. Lewis, you've ever won any sort of a trophy or a patch? Well, uh, the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> okay, but I mean, yeah, anything that matters. <laughs> <laughs> I did win. Uh, I did. I won the uh, Grammys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I did win the Grammy. I won a, a couple of Grammys, and uh, uh, that was kind of that was nice. It's exciting, right? It was nice, you know. Uh, I, it, it was one of those things, and and when I realized, uh, you know, I was kind of like, uh, you know, they have you go to. I went the first time, and not expecting to get. I really didn't expect it just to see it. And it was in the afternoon because they only get, and because they also, I had an invite to go to see the show that night. And I forget there were some folks on it. I wanted to see. So it was kind of neat. Uh, but it was, uh, but they had this, uh, you know, it's, there's uh, hundreds of us in this, you know, this room and it's like, they're 13 or 15 polka prizes. I mean, it's, a, you know, <laughs> best modern polka, best polka written by non-polka people, best, best polkas done by people who play poker. It was like fucking insane. But, you know, and you're sitting there and, and then they would have some, you know, spoken word stuff that was interesting. And, and you, you kind of go, boy, the, you know, but then they had jazz. And it was Chick Corea, who I've always admired. And that really, I was like, you know, are you fucking shitting me? <laughs> that they have put, I get why I'm, why, why you know, Schmucky the Clown and the rest of the dodo birds <laughs> around in the afternoon. But fucking jazz, right. an American fucking, you know, art form. Are you shitting me? And uh, I, I ended up, uh, and then I, I won, but but the, the great part of winning, it, it just as big a part of winning was was uh, 
was that uh, was being I was behind Chick Corea, so I got to or he, he, to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was really, really great, and just and just going this is, and, and getting to say to him, "This is bullshit. You're fucking out here. This is nonsense. That you fucking you should be on tonight." This yeah. is, you know, and he, he didn't, you know, he wanted, he didn't give a fuck. He's not, he's not an upset, you know, angry fucking Jew, you know, <laughs> you know, the world, you know, he gets it, you know, he's, he, you know, he's jabs. It's yeah. like, you know, he's kind of Zen. I'm like, kind of like, but it was, uh, so those were, that was really a, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would imagine I uh... that and that and, and another great story just because the the story is better than the award I was the American Comedy Awards that was the one one of those right so I'm getting I'm going out I'm up against people I really like to tell and uh, and some other guys and uh, they're all people I really think are fuck you know any of those guys great great you know once again another trip great get to take my parents I call my parents I go I'm up for this big award out in, you know, Hollywood, I'll fly, we'll fly out. What do you think? And, uh, <clears throat> and my father was a big George Carlin fan. Huge. Yeah, yeah. So I said, uh, what do you think? Uh, you know, uh, I said, you know, I, I said, the one big thing is they're going to give George a Lifetime Achievement Award that day. And dad goes, wow. You know, because at first when I said, come out and see me, he went, nah, I don't <laughs> you know why <laughs> so then i said well maybe you want to see carlin get the award i he went, wow and then i said then he, i said and uh, uh i met him so i i think uh, i i'll find out i think you can meet him he said i'm going <laughs> but he wouldn't go if i if, he's not going for me he's good right. and he got to meet carlin which was really great great right. that was spectacular and carlin spent about 10 minutes with him that's uh, very nice. Joe, I, from yeah. what I understand, I never had the opportunity. I, it was very brief that I met him once at Maryville, Indiana. Uh, but from what I understand, he was always very gracious with the, the younger comics. Yeah, he was really a hell of a guy. Just, um, you know, great. I love And that. really great to my, my pop. Um, and, you know, you mentioned George Carlin, and then you also mentioned earlier the, the Comedy Museum. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about that, Lewis? Because I, I think this is fascinating. Yeah, the National Comedy Center, uh, because of, in part, exists because of uh, Kelly Carlin, George's daughter. Uh, they came to her. Uh, it's it, it is, it's in Jamestown, New York, which is a city that's like equidistant between, imagine this, Buffalo and Cleveland. Um, and uh, also near Niagara Falls. Uh, and it's... Uh, it's it, a, a town that it was also the home, the birthplace of uh, Lucio Ball. Ah. Mm. So for 30 some odd years, if not longer, they, which is how I initially gotten involved with them. They had done um, a comedy festival there and also had done a, uh, they called it the Lucio Ball festival and they would honor her every year and do all sorts of scenes from things that she did. And then they started to build and now they really do have uh, and, and, and have for a while built this kind of museum of like uh, the uh, sets that she they used. It's like the whole history of that show mm -hmm. and her history is all through this town in these buildings. And uh, but she'd always wanted them when they've asked her, she would always say, I don't really want you to honor if you're going to do this. Uh, I think it's it's better that you kind of do something about comedy. No one's going to remember me. And so uh, 
they were, you know, they were looking for things in the state of New York to kind of, um, you know, kind of increase the economy of certain areas. One of the things in terms of Jamestown was to try to find an economy, but also uh, to create a, uh, a vacation place. You know, they, there were enough things around with the, the uh, you know, with, um, with Niagara Falls. There's a casino, there's golf courses, there's a beautiful Lake Chautauqua. There's, you're an hour and 15 minutes from the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And, uh, and so the, the, the town itself, really, and a lot of the people in that town, the, the ones who were, uh, and, and, and a lot of people who had lived there came back to help get it started and had financing. And, and the state of New York basically said, uh, if you do A, we'll do B. And then they found the money. And then uh, and one of the things that drove, the, drove, the, drove it, the, the engine in part, was that they brought Kelly in and said, what do you think? And Kelly brought me in and said, you know, take a look at this. And their plans, um, when they took me around with her and some other folks, uh, were unbelievable. And I said to her, if they do half of what they, expect, what they are saying they're doing, it would be remarkable. And so she gave all of George's stuff to them, mm-hmm. everything. So there is now a room which is like the, like the size of a, a small office, larger, where like 15 or 20 people can stand. And there's like two separate areas there, and you can both see the same thing. And they have, a, you know, you watch him develop a joke. The little things that he would write, he wrote a ton of stuff on little pieces of paper. You can stand there and press, and the little pieces of paper come up with his thoughts on it. But there are just hundreds of little things that are in there. You mm-hmm. can listen to he was busted in Milwaukee, if you remember, for uh, – the seven, uh, the seven words you shouldn't say on television. You, they, they actually have a recording of that bust. Wow! And it's not just him. Uh, uh, they, <clears throat> they've got now all of uh, Shelley Berman's stuff. The Smothers Brothers were there. They've given all their stuff. Mm. So all, it's like the Library of Congress of comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just stand up. It's film. It's TV. It's, uh, it's podcast. It's everything. And it's completely uh, interactive. And it's it, 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 anyone that has been there has gone nuts over it. And I uh, it brought friends of mine who are pricks or any comic. And you kind of go there. You know, nobody's, you know, this personal thing. And everybody gets it. Great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you been out there? I have not. Uh, but I would like to hear another 45 minutes about the history of Jamestown, if you would. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, I want to know about the museum. I don't give a shit if it's near Niagara Falls for 45 minutes. Louis, look at the fuck. Well, you know, you, know I be, you edit. All I do is kind of give you a... I'm, I'm painting a fucking word picture for you. <laughs> There's no way to edit that. You didn't take a breath for seven minutes about the goddamn roads. Well, goddamn it. I fucking, you know, look who I'm on with. You fuck me with this goddamn question. I now feel like I've got no memory whatsoever. You're fair. You know, you got a 13-year-old kid who fucks me. Just fucks me with some fucking question. Not even a, like a kind of a vague, even, oh, I might remember that. Uh, you're right. Just, In fairness, you know, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. You know, next time, though, and I'll be, you know, fuck you. Don't go there. Okay? Don't go there. <laughs> now that I've told you the history of it, you don't even need to go. You know what? I feel like I've been there. I feel like I've experienced it. <laughs> uh, I actually well, do want to go time, there. Look, next time, fucking stop me. <laughs> you don't need to listen to my shit. <laughs> Fair. Uh, all right, here's your answer. Let me get the balabans, uh, the fake balabans. Um, right, I think Matt and great. I are. That, that's what my uh, my industrial arts teacher wore those glasses. These here? 
Yep. Safety goggles? Yep. Uh, uh, all right, the answer is Nick Kroll. Mm-hmm. And as always, Oliver puts a little note. Uh, no more info. <laughs> That's his note this time. Well, one, th- one thing I think is kind of interesting, I don't know that Nick was ever in the commercials. There was like another guy that was in the commercials. Yeah. No, no, he was no, not in the commercials. No. Yeah. And that was the guy who I was trying to, I thought maybe he, it was that same actor, although I guess with, with makeup, it could be anybody. Right. Uh, but I was trying to figure out who that guy was. Right. But but he is, uh, he said, basically, if you take out the Geico part, the sitcom Cavemen starred what now famous Tuna Loving comedic actor. Yep. Oh. So uh, he was not suggesting that he was in the commercials. Right. Yep. No, 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 I know. I just, I just think it's weird. Uh there, maybe the guy from the commercials was also on the show, but it's just they obviously had to fill out was. the cast. I think, and I think that was weird. Yeah, it's kind of harsh. I don't know. I didn't uh, get into a while. All right, uh, Matt, what did you end up betting? I went all in, Jimmy, twenty-five, yeah. and I bet I seventeen. So you win. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. All right. Well, that's fun. <laughs> so I can see why you do the show five bucks. Yeah, well, listen, yeah. Uh, if we're in a pandemic, man, any little bit helps. Yeah. We, uh, we're not on the road. We're not on tour buses, Lewis. We're not uh, yeah. uh, high road. Well, neither am I. I know. <laughs> well, then maybe you would have given a shit to try at least a fucking name for a guest. <laughs> uh, all right, Lewis Black has been our guest. Lewis has the special. Thanks for risking your life. It was shot in uh, uh, New Buffalo, Michigan. Um I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Lewis, I, I'm going to say this. I hope you say, I hope you hear this in the compliment that it is. You've kind of crossed from comedian to humorist. And I mean that the complimentary. I don't mean that. Uh, do you feel like you've done that? Or, uh, uh, more of a storyteller along with the making a point? I guess you've always done that in a way, haven't you? Well, no, but I, th- I think that's what I, uh, that's the direction I've gone in. Because yeah. I, I didn't know what you meant by humorist, which meant. That I'm kind of like uh, I'm good on a cocktail napkin. <laughs> you're, Will, you're Will Rogers. You're uh, a guy who is uh, you're holding court, and uh, as opposed to set up punch, uh, which you could get in a club, uh, it, it really feels like an evening with Lewis Black, and we're hearing your thoughts and you're sharing stuff with us. Well, thanks, because that's really I, I really do set out. That's what I set out to do in a special is tell a story, and I was trying to tell a story with. Uh, with Jamestown, oh, dude. and I will, and I will go to my room and and feel shame, because, because that's what. But that's one of the the real products of the pandemic is what the human brain will do when given like twenty minutes after I leave you. My brain will attack me for the, the Jamestown story, but it's a great that you did it because I will now cut that out. Oh. And I will give you credit for it. My pleasure. Uh, and I will tell you, uh, Lewis, to that point, I occasionally, and these guys know this, after something where I maybe say something that, uh, like that to a guest, I will then go, hey, was that too harsh? This is a time I won't second guess what I said to you at all. I feel you deserve every word of that. <laughs> What's up? Great. Uh, that is, and I did, <laughs> uh, you know, because I didn't get to spend time with my mother today. So it's really, uh, it was nice to hear her voice again. <laughs> Glad to fill that void for you that today. Uh, Lewis, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. it was really a pleasure, Jimmy. Uh, all right, don't you run know. away. We'll say goodbye to you off the air uh, officially, but uh, let me close up shop. Hey, don't forget, uh, uh, I got the, uh, Matt will say it about all the uh, plugs, but I've got the uh, another Flappers virtual gig coming up in November. Uh, the last one was fun, so come on out for another one of those things and hear me run my mouth and try to remember my act uh, or stories from the past. Um, and then otherwise, get out and vote, you a-holes. Let's uh, end this nightmare. Let's uh, all get out there and, uh, oh, God damn it, just fuck.
diseased world we're in. Vote down ballot, too. Yeah, good call, Elliot. On behalf of the pop culture bees, there is Van Nuys' own Garen Cockrell, the cinnamon stick up in Palms, California, behind Video Village. That's Elliot Hochberg. The Hansa holding down the fort at uh, Never Not Funny headquarters in Sherman Oaks, California. Our friend Louis Black coming to us from the East Coast. He's got the new special. Thanks for risking your life. Available on Netflix. I'm Jimmy Pardo. Stay safe out there, guys. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2020, Never Not Funny, LLC.